nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scoured the globe with top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome back to the Matter of a Mind experience. I'm your host, master trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have for you, Nina Manelson. This lady brings her 30 years, I guess I said that right, 30 years of experience as a therapist, nationally board certified health and wellness coach. So she has a lot to bring to you today. So get your healthy drink out and get ready for this show. And of course, with her years of experience, we're going to have a hack for you, right? Something to help you to improve that matter. And what is it? We're going to give you a powerful first step for folks who want to start to step onto the body piece path. And you may not know what that is, but Nina is going to tell you what that is. And with that being said, let's welcome Nina to the show. Hey, Nina, how you doing? I am well, Narado. I'm delighted to be here with you. I'm glad you are here as well. Thank you so much for joining us from Boston, the beautiful mm-hmm. city that I still haven't visited yet. And with that being said, tell my audience about yourself. So I am a body peace coach. And what that is, is they help women create a relationship with their body that feels good, that feels respectful and nourishing and compassionate and caring and supportive and just plain at home, right? Because so many of us, men and women, wake up in the morning, open our closet and immediately start fighting with our clothes, fighting with our mirror, fighting with our body and really start the struggle first thing in the morning. And so the best way to describe what body peace is, is really it's the opposite of being at war with your body and second guessing your body and hating on your body all the time. So my work is really in service of how do you create that relationship that feels like the kind of relationship you really want to be in. So what you're telling me is that it's not just about cutting calories and hating your life. It's actually about loving your body and loving what you're doing. That's what I'm hearing here. So it is definitely not about getting into that control and restriction because the automatic response to that, let me hunker down. Let me just crank up that willpower. What's the matter with me that I can't keep in control? The more that we restrict, the more that we hold in, the more that we grip tighter, right? Even if you think about it, even if you try it on, just gripping your hands super tight, super tight, super tight. There's only so long that we can hold that. 
And so eventually what happens, and this is human nature, this is our desire for autonomy, this is our inner rebel, our inner teenager that goes, don't tell me what to do. And we go, uh, no, that's not happening. And we go into a release and then people go, oh my gosh, I fell off the wagon. What's the matter with me? I failed again. Right. So to get out of that tight, 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 or we, I'm out of control. I'm eating anything and everything. And I don't know when I'm full and I don't know when I'm hungry. I just, I'm in reactive eating, right. Versus responsive eating. Reactive eating is I'm reacting to being on a diet. I'm reacting to the stress in my life versus how do I respond well? But then you said, so then the opposite is to love your body, love your, you know, food. I actually think that loving your body is often too aspirational for people. It's like, Oh, and I and I really love the fact that we have a body positive movement and a body love movement. But like any authentic relationship in our life, it's not always lovey-dovey. It's not always unicorns and rainbows. We have we're real humans. We have ups and downs. So having when I and I when I started into this work, right? And I came from that restrictive health coaching model of eat this, don't eat this, this is good. And I saw women just cycle. And I was like, this is not helpful at all. So then I was like, oh, we need to be loving our body. And I was like, that is too hard for so many women who have struggled for decades in hating their body. And that's where I came to body peace, because it's not this like, oh, I'm going to one day get to body love and I'm going to stick that landing. It's like, no, I'm going to be in a relationship that's sustainable, that's supportive, where the communication between me and my body is we're, we're fluent in each other's language. We speak each other's language. We can hear each other. We can understand each other and we can respond with respect. Love it. And with that being said, what is body peace and why do we need it? So body peace is that feeling of, oh, it's that exhale. Like, it's okay. There's not in my head going, oh my gosh, uh, I just walked into a room. She looks thinner than me. I wonder what workout she does. Oh, is she in a, on this new diet? Oh, I heard so-and-so is doing keto. That's like mind mayhem. That doesn't feel peaceful. And body peace is also the ability to sit down and go, hmm, how hungry am I? How full am I? It's that ability to feel at home, at ease. So I grew up in Montreal and there's a saying there, je me sens bien dans ma peau. I feel good in my skin. That's body peace where it feels good to be in our body. We're not hating, we're not doing this body checking. Body checking is when we're like, look in the mirror and like, ooh, let me look at my belly and hold that roll and let me wiggle the place under my arms and let me like poke at my double chin. That is not body peace, that's body checking and that's a very aggressive relationship style. So body peace is that place of, and why we need it is because when you think about how much energy goes into the body war, how much energy goes into body checking, how much energy goes into 
comparison, how much energy goes into what the next diet is, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Body peace gives us our energy back, our life back. We get to engage in what's important to us. Someone, uh, I was on the phone with someone the other day and she mentioned to me that even with fitness, a lot of times, you know, we see, we see like you go on TikTok or Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And you see these people who, you know, they, they have surgery to make their butts look bigger or, <laughs> you know, or they, uh, they, you know, they do Botox because they don't want to age or which by the way, you, you're going to age anyway, no matter how you think you look. But anyway, um, you know, you know, you see all these different ways that people are trying to, they hate themselves, really. They literally hate mm -hmm. their own bodies and they're trying yes. to appear better to other people. And mm -hmm. even if they may look better, sometimes they say someone gets a bigger butt and, you know, you may look better, but you still don't really love yourself, really. Yeah. Right. You know, right. And you're getting into a really important point here, which is we can do all the things, right? Even the surgeries or the drugs or eat in, I'm putting this in air quotes, the perfect way. But what is that inner relationship? How are you talking to yourself? What are you saying to yourself? Because that inner relationship impacts your stress hormones. It impacts your well-being, right? If you're always criticizing, it doesn't feel good. It feels like you're being attacked all the time, being attacked by yourself. Mm -hmm. And being attacked is a stressful state. There's, you never feel safe. You never let down. And so if we're always, right, this gets into the stress biology of our bodies. If we're always in that sympathetic nervous system activation, that fight or flight, that, oh my gosh, I am being chased by a tiger, right? Because of the way we talk to ourselves, which is oppressive and aggressive, then it impacts actually our health, right? When we're in stress all the time, our metabolism lowers, our immune system lowers, our ability to enjoy life goes down, our sense of well being, our mental health decreases. So, that inner conversation, how we are in relation to our relationship to ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, how we engage with ourselves makes such a difference. Because when you have that conversation, then, oh, it's a little like Narada. If you and I were going out to lunch and I was like, no, this is what we're going to do. And here's how we're going to eat. And this is the place where we're going to go. And you, you get no choice. You'd be like, uh, hello, are you human over here? I have an opinion, right? Versus if I said, hey, Narado, so lunch, what are you in the mood for? How hungry are you? You know, what would you like? Do you want to just chill? Do you want to just sit down and have some tea afterwards and relax? It's a different experience. And that's how we are in relationship with ourselves. Are we going to be that pushy one that is bossy and aggressive and really, as one of my clients said, abusive. Mm -hmm. And we started to unpack her relationship with her own body and how she felt about how she fed herself and what she said to herself after she ate. She said, oh my gosh, this is like 20 years of a terrible, abusive marriage. And I wouldn't put up with that 
from anyone else. Mm. She was like, how is it that I've put up with it from myself? Mm. So and then the, follow. Mm-hmm. I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead, Nina. No. And so it really begs the question, why do we put up with that for ourselves? And it's because our culture has said, oh, you want to be in a body as a woman here. This is the way you take care of yourself. You have to get really tight about it. You have to be really in control. You have to look like everybody on Instagram. Mm-mm. Not true. Not true. And that was the question I was going to ask, actually. So it's good thing you answered it because I want to ask, like, how did we even end up here? Yeah. Like, how did yeah. we end up with these kind of relationships? Yeah. That relationship modeling comes from a 72 billion with a B 72 billion dollar diet industry Mm. that says there's a right way to eat and there's a wrong way to eat and if you're not on the wagon on some program you're doing it wrong right so right away the relationship that has been set up for us around food and around body is that there's a good and a bad well, that's not life. If we see life through black and white, it's not going to be a very enjoyable life. It doesn't give us space to kind of stretch out and be in the nuances of real life, injury, illness, aging. And I'm so glad, Narada, you brought that up. It's one of my other pet peeves in life is the anti-aging industry, which is equally Mm. as big as the diet industry, which is saying you're supposed to anti-age. I'm like, in the words of my 90 year old mother, you're, if you, if you're aging, you're lucky, right? You're alive. (laughs) You're alive. You are alive, right? We're aging if we're lucky. So to be in this place of going, no, I'm going to anti-age. No, thank you. I have earned my wisdom. I have earned my years. Do I want to take care of myself as I age? Do I want to be agile and mentally alert and, you know, delighted by life and enjoying life and mobile? Of course. But do I want to go back to when I was 18? No, thank you. (laughs) I love it. You're right, though. It's I was actually someone on my show once that said, uh, that said, yeah, you know, we can't anti-age, right? You actually, you have to actually, like, that doesn't even, that's, that's not a thing. Like, are you going to live to your thousand? Like that, that, that doesn't happen. That's not a possible thing. Um, now let's say, so but we, we, we get to the point women, we're starting to understand this, right? So then what's the biggest challenge that women face when they want to change that relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a sense of if I soften into this relationship, if I relax into this conversation and start listening, everything will go out of control, right? There's a fear. I'm going to be out of control. I'm going to eat everything in sight. I'm going to be a couch potato forever, right? There's a fear of I can't trust my body if I'm not in tight control, if I'm not managing every single thing, right? I had a colleague say, I help women um, take care of their body like they, it was a project, the way we manage a project at work. And I was like, I am not a project at work. I am a human <laughs> being. 
I don't want to be controlled in that way. I want to be responded to, right? So there's a fear that if we stop the tightness, oh my gosh, we will be out of control. We will eat it all. We will not move. And it's not true. It's not true, right? That we will actually come into a place with support of truly listening and being able to respond to our body's needs. We may be out of practice, right? People are so used to like, I can only eat this much. This is the amount that we've lost the ability to go, hmm, what does full feel like? What does almost full feel like? What does, uh, you know, I think I'm ranging in at the end of the, the meal here. We've lost that ability because like, oh, I should only eat this. I've got served this. I should take half of the food, put it aside. I'm only allowed this. But the more we can actually allow ourselves to be in body listening, the more we can start to trust our body and be connected to those cues. Uh, I absolutely love it. And I think that's, that's this always the start is always the hard part, right? When you've been, quote unquote, mistreating or hating your body for so long to where now you have to change your mindset. It's that's that's tough part. And that's why I like coaches like you, because you do. I agree. I'm not a project. I may not be human. You know, that's a different story. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, that, that's 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 up for debate. But I'm not a project, right? So, you know, learning to kind of move over into that space to where you're actually appreciating your body and you're giving it what it needs and so you can feel better and optimize it. I've had um, David, uh, what's his name? Prologo on the show. And um, he has a book, The Catching Point. And one of his points in The Catching Point is that if when you make changes, your body will respond. All you have to do is listen to it. When we, the diet culture, you don't, it doesn't train you to listen to your body because you're thinking I'm not eating it. I'm, I'm, I'm eating too much. I'm eating too much. I got to do this. Got to cut this. I got to eat according to the food pyramid. I got to do that. I do that. I have to work out. I have this and that or whatever. And we do all these things. Right. But then you're not learning how to actually listen to what your body is actually giving you. Cause it, and cause when you get to that point, you can actually make adjustments. And the thing is this, when you listen to your body, you stop making comparisons. That's the biggest thing. You stop making, you stop saying this person looks this way. Mm -hmm. Well, how long has this person been working out? What's that person's genetic makeup, right? There's so many things that goes into why this person may look. Now you can get tips from other people and you can learn from other people, but you need, but being comfortable in your own skin is really a thing that most of us are not there. And coaches like you help people to get there. Yeah, it is. It's really getting comfortable in your own skin. But there's another layer, Narado, underneath that, right, of listening to our body, because as soon as we stop using food as a way to cope, Mm. right, I'm stressed, I'm going to eat, I'm stressed, I'm going to stop eating, I'm going to restrict, I'm going to go on another diet. As soon as we give up all that obsession around food and body, oh, then we have feelings. Mm. Oh, I didn't know I had feelings. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my gosh. I am sad, mad, angry, um, grieving, 
right? There's many women and, you know, especially working with people post COVID, there's so much grief that happened in COVID. People lost loved ones. And even if it wasn't losing people to COVID, if there was losses, we weren't able to gather. We weren't able to support one another. We missed being with people. There's so much grief. So then people are like, I don't understand, you know, what happened? And I, and I gained all this weight and I've been eating. And then they start to listen again. And then, oh my gosh, ouch, my heart hurts. I have loss. I have grief, right? And to let ourselves feel that, even just the exhaustion of getting through years of COVID. And if people have kids, you know, how do I manage, you know, my kid at school and, you know, play dates and keeping grandparents safe and all of that. And that food and the obsession around food becomes this placeholder of, okay, I feel like I'm fat. I feel like I'm doing this wrong. It becomes where we put our feelings. And if we're not doing that control around food, oh, I have to actually own my emotional landscape. Oh, that's, that's actually pretty beautiful. I love that own your own emotional landscape. That's, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty groundbreaking, to be honest. Now, what's the way out of warring or this? Okay. And I, and I like, you started off, but you talk about like warring, like, you know, being at war with your mm-hmm. body. So what's the ways out of warring or, or abusive body food relationship? Yeah. So there's one simple beginning point that it, may sound so simple that you're like, yeah, whatever, I'm not going to try this. But I really encourage you, whoever's listening, to just try it even right now. And that is to put your hand on your heart and go, hello, body. When we put our hand on our heart and say, hello, body, it's the same as me meeting you and extending my hand. Hi, Narada. Mm. right immediately we're like hey i see you you're a person you're important i would like to talk to you right it brings up engagement we're so much we're like okay let's get in the car let's go to here let's go to the gym let's go it's like we're we're hauling ourselves around to stop and say oh hello right How often does everybody in the household get up and we don't say good morning? We're just like, okay, here's coffee. Here's this. Okay, everybody go, right? Instead of, hey, how are you? So to try to start a relationship with your body is to start a conversation. And the way we start conversations is, hello. That's true. And so it's really like hand on your heart, hello, body. And your body goes, oh, you're talking to me? Wait, wait, you're actually talking to me? Oh, me. Oh, hello. I've been waiting my whole life for you to actually slow down and say hello. Right? And then just start there and notice what happens in the conversation. Because also your body might be like, seriously, you're saying hello? (laughs) I've been waiting 20 years. You haven't stopped to say hello once, right? Feelings might come up 
Yeah, I might have to buy my body some flowers or something. Um. <laughs> yes, honestly, that's such a beautiful symbol of I am really trying to create a bridge here for us to have that conversation, to extend that olive branch, to give you that the body, the rose, right? To say, yes, you're important not because you are going to be in this particularly culturally idealized, beautiful body, right? Whatever that perfect, again, air quote, body is, but because this is where I live. This is where I'm going to do my life. This is where I get to feel the the sun on my face, right? This is where I get to feel the yummy chocolate in my mouth. This is where pleasure happens. This is where the delight of being a human happens is in this one amazing body. Hey, you know, maybe, maybe in about you know 50 years or whenever Elon Musk figures it out, but fast for now, this is all we got is that one body. Um, <laughs> this so, is all we got. I love that. Now let's talk about body peace a little bit more because we, we want to talk about what's that powerful first step that folks wants to make when they're stepping on that body peace path? Yeah. So for sure, it's that conversation, right? Mm -hmm. It's that hello. We want to do that. The other thing that I've really found for women in terms of body peace is community. Because what happens in our culture is women bond over diet talk. Women bond over like, oh, I'm going on keto, paleo, Weight Watchers, Slim Fast, whatever it is. Do you want to do it with me? Oh, what's happening? What are you not eating? What are you eating? Right? We need to actually find community of other people who are not in the diet talk. It really helps us to create a different conversation, right? We're trying with that hello we're instigating a different, more compassionate conversation with our body. And it's nice to be in community with other women who are also creating relationship of kindness, of compassion. It's one of the reasons. So my history is of being a therapist and I started working one-on-one, -on -one, but I also worked with groups. And then as my work evolved into working with women and their relationship with food and body, I went back to gathering groups of women together. And one of the things that I've found is that when women are together in a place where their bodies feel safe, mm -hmm. right? Where we're not in that, oh, I should be smaller. I should be comparing myself to her. Oh, what about those skinny jeans? She fits into them and I don't, right? When we're not in that toxic environment, <sighs> We just, the shame melts away. The shame melts away and we start to develop a kind and caring conversation with our body. We exhale. Love it. You know that when we exhale and I had, um, who was that? Glenn Livingston, uh, PhD. Um, and he, uh, he mentioned that when we exhale, especially when we exhale for longer than we inhale, that puts our body in more of a um, parasympathetic state, right? A rest yes. and digest in a calm state. So the fact that you in, you exhale at the end, 
And that calms us down and relaxes. And that's why we even do it naturally. When we're talking about anything that makes us feel good, we exhale because that puts us in that relaxed um, parasympathetic state, which even before we eat, I one tips I always tell people is take five breaths in yes. and out slowly with a three seconds in hold and then maybe like a 10 seconds out and just put yourself in the rest and digest. I do. I play a song before I eat on my guitar. That's how I do it. Right. Because I, I do have to breathe in. Right? I have to breathe out more because I'm singing anyway, which is not the best thing in the world. But that's a different story. But anyway, but <laughs> exit. But, you know, putting yourself in that rest and digest and relaxation state, relaxation state is so important for our health, because I don't know about you, but I don't live my life running from a tiger. So, and yeah, with that, being- it's, it's really interesting that you say that, because what I did when my kids were little and, you know, it was that stage of life where everybody's running and what about this activity and who's going where? And we'd all come into the house at the end of the day. I would be whipping up dinner and then we'd sit down and I was going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot eat like this. If I eat like this, my belly will hurt. It, I was in stress just from the go, 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 everybody home, everybody get this, everybody, now we're eating dinner. And so one of the rituals that I created for our family was we would set a timer for two minutes so that I could slow down, so that I could close my eyes and breathe and shift my system into parasympathetic, into that tend and befriend, that rest and digest, so that I could actually even taste the food mm, right yes and yes. i didn't care and digest the food right and metabolizing the food all the other things that go with it but it, if i was to sit down in that racing mode i just made dinner i didn't even taste it and <laughs> i didn't care if the kids were kicking their them each other under the table those two minutes were for me but what happened was fascinating because over the years then the kids would be like did you set the timer? Right. They needed the slowdown. They could feel the difference. Right. Mm. So to give ourselves that space to slow down, hand on the heart, hello body, take that breath, right. Engage in that conversation. And you may notice, right. Oh, I'm having critical thoughts or all the, the buzz that goes on in our head, right? Should I eat this? Should I? It's like right now I am just being in my body with kindness. That's what I'm trying to do. And the mind is going to do what it does. And it takes a while for those neural pathways to change, but they can, we can change that negative conversation, that painful conversation that we have with our self with our body right i had a client who said oh my gosh i didn't even know how exhausting and how much time that was taking and what a constant backdrop of my body's not good enough i can't believe i ate that she said i didn't know how draining it was until the volume got turned down on it and she's like and now i'm thinking all sorts of things right and then she said and now she just went back to this high level management training. And she said, I couldn't have done it without doing this work because I was too obsessed with food and body. And that space got freed up. And now I can actually go ahead with what I want in my life. So when we make changes and start listening to a body, 
we can even be more productive in our workforce and in society. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's big, right? That's huge. That's groundbreaking, right? So thank you so much for sharing that. And with that, you had something to add, Nina. No, I just, that idea that we get our life back, right? It's so important to realize because we can think it's normal, like to be critical. We can think it's normal to be hating ourselves. We can think it's normal to be, you know, hating on whatever the 10, 20, 30 pounds, if only. But really what that obsession is doing is robbing us of our actual life. It's Mm -hmm. like having a slow leak in a car, wondering why is it so hard to drive this car? Why am I running out of gas so much? It's because this negative leak is happening all the time. And so stepping into body peace, stepping into reclaiming this relationship of listening to your body, respecting your body, responding to your body gives, gives us our life back. Definitely. And with that being said, Nina, thank you for this wonderful information. And I, my clients, well, should I, say, I say clients, my audience will be blessed by listening to you and of course, reaching out to you for assistance as well. So with that being said, let them know how can they get in touch with you? Great. Well, there's one very powerful step that will help you step into the body peace path. And that is I have a free practicing body peace journal. And it really, it's 20 questions that will help you have this conversation that will help you engage with how you feel with your body. What are you saying to your body? It brings conscious, the unconscious relationship that's happening. So you can find that at my website and you can find that at Body Peace with Nina or ninamandelson.com, whichever is easier for you to spell. It'll take you to the same place. And that journal is free. You can download it right away. And if you're trying to reach me, you can always email me, nina at ninamandelson.com. I'm also on Instagram with videos and supportive inspiration around body peace. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, not Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok and most places as Nina Madison. Perfect. And of course, her contact information will be in the uh, show notes. The show notes are going to be ZikaHealth.com. You ready for it? You ready for it? Slash body piece. So you know I was going there. Body piece. <laughs> ZikaHealth.com slash body piece. And with that being said, thank you so much, Nina, for being here. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Thank you, Narada. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.